Welcome back to the Project 24 YouTube podcast. This is episode 13. Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome back. I am so glad to have you here listening, and I am also so glad to have Ricky here. Hello. We get to talk about affiliate marketing today. This is going to be a good one. We're going to pack it full of really cool stuff because I wasn't going to tell you this, but really behind the scenes here, if you're doing YouTube, especially if you're in the early stages of building your channel, you may not be thinking that affiliate marketing is the way to go. And so I told Ricky this before recording, but one of my secret goals for this is to whet your appetite <laughs> <laughs> for the new affiliate uh, course that we just barely launched. Seriously, you can get monetization coming in much sooner than you realize with affiliate marketing. So the whole goal of this is to show you, uh, kind of whet your appetite, what's in that course, show you some uh, possibilities for it, as well as some, answer some common questions that, you, that people might have, you might have uh, when you're thinking about it, especially if you haven't done affiliate marketing yet on your YouTube channel. So let's dive right in, shall we, Ricky? Yeah, we shall. I think it's pretty fitting that like, this is right around Halloween and it's episode number 13. So hopefully nobody's too superstitious. Don't walk on an, under any ladders while you're listening. Um, but uh, Awesome. Anyway, no, that's great. All right. So there's four approaches to affiliate marketing that we outline in the affiliate course. I wanted to go through them on a high level and not as in-depth as in the course, because if we went through it as in-depth, there'd be no reason for you to watch the course, right? <laughs> uh, but I wanted to talk through them on a high level so you can kind of get a feel for the different approaches you could take, as well as the strengths uh, for YouTube specifically, and some potential weaknesses of each sure. of these approaches. Yeah. All right, so the four approaches, we're calling them convenience, uh, highlight, a verified, or partner. So let's talk through these one at a time. Do you want to yeah, sure. out, Ricky. Yeah, absolutely. And this is, I mean, this is kind of a new thing because a lot of, well, it's a really new thing. We came up with it, but um, <laughs> a lot of, a lot of the time with affiliate marketing, what I see is people are like, well, what's the best way? And it's like, these are the best way, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like, we need to tailor how we present that affiliate link to the content and to the audience, if that makes sense. And so there's not like one way to present an affiliate link that always works best. Um, I've had some people come talk to me and say, well, you know, on the blogging side, there's sites like the wire cutter and they are straight up. Like we're testing products and there's big old buy it now buttons everywhere. And like, it's just in your face. This is an affiliate link, but that's exactly what you went there for. Mm -hmm. But that approach doesn't work on in a lot of situations on a lot of different types of content. So, okay, yeah. diving into them without bearing the lead any further. Yeah, yeah. The convenience approach. This is one that I feel like um, we've probably overused and most affiliate marketers underuse. And the convenience approach is basically where I provide a piece of content. It may be informational, entertainment, whatever, often informational and out of convenience to the viewer, the reader, whatever, I give them a link to a product that will help them. So, it, you know, think about like a how-to type YouTube video. Mm -hmm. Like here's, you know, here's a how-to, by the way, to do this thing, you're going to need these tools and these um, materials. Mm -hmm. And I can provide for them a list of all the things they're going to need. And I can just tell them, hey, you, you know, these are just available at your local uh, Walmart or Lowe's or Home Depot or whatever. <laughs> or I can say, 
And by the way, here's the list of products in the, in the description. I'll have the full list with links to where you can get all of these on Amazon. Or maybe I can even create a shopping list on Amazon that includes all of them and you can just go add them all to your cart and you got it and you're ready to do this. Uh-huh. That's convenient. Yeah, you put in the pre-work of making right. it really easy for your audience. And so in many cases, you'll get the affiliate sale just because you put in that pre-work for them. Right? Exactly. So that's the first one. The second one is the highlight approach. And this is where you make a piece of content on YouTube. It could be a specific, a dedicated video to highlight a product or a service that you, is going to be your affiliate product. Right. If you want a, uh, an example of this on Channel Makers, if you look at the RGB light, the battle, 2021 battle of the RGB lights, that was a highlight because what it was, it was structured as, look, I bought seven different RGB lights, did all this testing, here's the best one for you. But the whole piece of content was dedicated to a purchase decision. Right. It was people were coming to that video because they want to know what's the best one and they're likely to purchase because yep. of it. We're highlighting specific products. So this can take the form of I'm reviewing one, right? I'm mm -hmm. reviewing one light in depth. But oftentimes it takes the form of uh, here's a roundup of multiple or or both, right? <laughs> both. <laughs> we, we talk about that, the hub and spoke model, right? And so um, sometimes you'll have some videos that are, you know, highlighting individual products and others they're highlighting the group of products and sort of picking a winner. Either way though, like it's pretty clear that piece of content is focused on the product. You're pushing a sale. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The next one we talk about is the verified approach. And this yeah. is where you become more of an authority on something and, and in relation to a product or a service that you're talking about. And right. so it can take the form of this is the one I, I know what I'm talking about. Let's say I'm an expert wood carver. This is the knife that is the best. And so you can yep. mention it in a video. It's not necessarily you're making an entire review video about it, but if you know that this one knife is the best because you have used 200 knives in your whole career as a wood carver, uh, you know this one's the best, boom. Right. That is a verified approach to doing affiliate marketing because you say, look, I'm an expert on this. That's just an example. Do you have anything right. to add to that? Yeah, I would just say, yeah. I mean, this is, it's, it's like when you say, this is the one I use and have been using for a while. So it's like you're giving your stamp of approval mm -hmm. on that product. You know, this is my personal recommendation. I may or may not have done a highlight video or whatever. I may or may not have tested it versus all the others. But over time, as I have used these types of things, this is the one I've settled on and that I use. Mm -hmm. And so it's like your personal an endorsement mm -hmm. is kind of the word I was looking for. Oh, yeah. yeah and like so um, the content isn't necessarily about the product, but you're endorsing the product because you use it personally. Love that. Yeah. And then we have the partner approach. This one, I think <laughs> like it gets done, but I don't think most affiliate marketers think about this at all, even as an option. realize it. Yeah. yeah. But like, this is where it, we're not saying you're like a partner with that company per se. I mean, you're an affiliate, right? Mm -hmm. But what we're saying is this is a product that you use regularly. Maybe it appears regularly on your channel in a lot of videos, think about like you have a nutrition channel and every time you use a blender, it's that blender. It's that one. And by the way, if eventually you want to upgrade to a different blender or just need a new one, it's the next model of that one. You know, it's uh -huh. like, this is the product I use. I may or may not be mentioning it, but it shows up prominently mm -hmm. over and over and over again. This is the product placement um, or the service placement, right? When you're like, 
Um, in my case, right, I teach people how to build a website and I say, now it's time to go, um, you know, we're setting up a website. So go over to Bluehost and go ahead and just get your hosting. And, you know, it's not like I, I'm giving them sort of an endorsement, but it's more like just a product mention, a product placement. So it can be done with a service like that as well. Um, but it's often done with products. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe a water bottle that shows up repeatedly. <laughs> yeah, which I'm YouTube still videos. trying to get on Channel Makers. <laughs> if anybody knows bottle. an awesome water bottle company, I'm, I'm, I'm open. <laughs> <laughs> but I did want to point out also for the partner approach here, that can be a hybrid of one. It's just yeah. adding the overtime element. So what yes. Ricky was just saying, like if I recommend Bluehost, it could be a convenience factor, right? Or True. it could be a verified, but it's overtime. That's the partner yeah. approach. Okay, and I yeah, did exactly. also... And yeah. I guess yeah, uh, along those lines, basically what we're saying is oftentimes it's not that it's definitively one or the other. Mm-hmm. Sometimes like I'll look at a post and I'll be like, mm, this is kind of like 70% convenience, but I'm putting, you know, I'm putting my endorsement on it. It's, it's verified, but it's also mostly I'm just conveniently telling you, here's the product you should buy. Um, I like that. Like I pitch it as the convenience, but I'm also throwing my endorsement behind it a little bit. Yeah. And I did want to point out here for you listening that many times, especially on YouTube, a sponsored video in all its forms of sponsorship can also be an affiliate video because right. you're, you're doing a double whammy at that point because you're getting paid to make the video, to publish that video. But then also many, many uh, sponsors will also give you an affiliate link, right. um, whether it's a highlight, any of these formats usually will work um, for a sponsored video also. So they're not exclusive. Yeah. Each other. And that's something to keep in mind. Um, I've talked to some, some companies who have pr- affiliate products that they want to push out there. And they're like, you know, I talked to some YouTubers about sponsoring a video and the amount they wanted for that sponsorship was just outrageous considering the conversion rate I would get from their channel. Like, yes, it's going to be viewed by a million people, but I'm not going to sell enough product to even cover the cost of that video. And that's where the affiliate model works so well for so many of these businesses that don't just have gobs and gobs of marketing money um, because they only pay when they make money. And you as the affiliate, you make money when you succeed. And so sometimes we as YouTubers get a little bit like, oh yeah, but my audience is so big or I get so many views and it's like, yeah, but this isn't a high converting product. You can't you're not going to get a, you know, $10,000 sponsorship here. And, but maybe you can get a small sponsorship and tack the affiliate piece on top of it. Yeah. And I think that's a pretty cool hybrid that we should definitely stay open to. Yes. I love that. I'm glad you brought that up. All right. So now we've got our approaches. Okay. And we've, we've talked about here, if you've had any amount of like, I don't know if I can be doing affiliate. What if my, what if I have a gaming channel? You know, what if I have a vlog channel? Affiliate marketing? Really? Okay. It's time to start challenging a couple of those things and a few common questions here. And I'm glad (laughs) I have Ricky here because he's really good at this stuff. (laughs) So first question that I wanted to address here is when should you start doing affiliate marketing on your YouTube channel? This is the cool thing is it can be done from your very first video. Um, We were talking earlier and when Jim and I started the Backfire YouTube channel, like we were monetized on YouTube within like a month. And part of it was because one of the very first things we did was we went out and we bought five rifles. Now, we're not having a gun discussion here, but this is just the example. We bought five rifles and we compared them. 
and and it was for a highly searched topic. It was, you know, hunting rifles. It was the right time of year. It was in the fall. People looking for the best hunting rifle under whatever, $350, I think is what it was. And that video got a bunch of views in the very first month because who else went out and spent their own money to buy five rifles to compare side by side? Mm -hmm. Nobody else had done that. Now, other people had received maybe one to test which, you know, we, everybody knows that's going to be a somewhat biased review. Yeah. You know, um, even if you try not to, it's going to come off that way. So anyway, the video did really well because we were able and willing to do that right off the bat. When, when, anyway, if I were launching a channel today, which I'm about getting close to do, um, <laughs> but not today, <laughs> soon, um, I would probably do something similar to that. I would find, what's that thing? that people are trying to decide which one's the best and it's just expensive enough that you want to make the right choice, um, you know, but that's reasonable that I could go buy five, six, seven, eight of them, the whole main product line, and be an affiliate for them. Mm -hmm. The very first video can do that. You don't, you don't need to have a certain audience size. Now, um, my caveat to that, here I am getting a little bit long-winded. My caveat <laughs> to that, you're, you're going to learn this in the course, but... Um, some affiliate programs, a lot of them, aren't going to accept channels that don't have history, that don't have a bunch of subscribers, that don't have regular views. Mm -hmm. um, Amazon's an easy one. You can get right onto it. They're not going to cut you out. Um, but usually the big brands, um, you know, I even, you know, I mentioned earlier going to Lowe's or um, Cabela's for outdoors and stuff. Um, I found that some of those bigger name brands, they get so many affiliates they're a little bit more picky. And so you're going to need to build up a little bit of an audience to be able to get noticed before they're going to accept you. The small brands, they might all be on the same affiliate networks, by the way, but the smaller brands are typically much more willing to work with a new channel. Mm -hmm. um, so that's something to look into as well. Absolutely. And there are opportunities and we're not going to go in depth in, in this podcast episode, but there are opportunities, even if you don't formally see a company having an affiliate program to still reach out and say, Hey, yep. I really like your stuff. If you like a baking channel and you see that there's the certain mixer that you always use and they, you can't find an affiliate program for them anywhere. Right. Uh, it's still a possibility. It doesn't hurt to ask to just reach out and yep. say, look, I have my channel. I've published 50 videos so far and I featured your mixer in almost every single <laughs> video. Yeah, exactly. I love it so much. Uh -huh. Would you be willing to do some sort of, cut me some sort of deal here or something like that? Right. Uh, can be, I mean, there's no reason why not to do exactly. that. And also I mentioned not getting approved by affiliate programs, but in the course we do have um, a way that we show you one, how to improve your chance of getting approved, but also another way around it to be able to still get affiliate links for those companies that didn't approve you. So <laughs> there you go. That's in the course too. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, you got to go take the course. After this. <laughs> okay, next question. This one I know, I know for certain is at least on somebody's mind listening to this. What if I'm a gaming or an entertainment channel? What if I'm I'm one that I would not typically think? Because you can it can be easy to think, well, man, if I was doing how-tos or product reviews, of course I could do affiliate marketing. But what if I'm doing like gaming? Gaming right. Let's Plays, or I'm just doing vlogs of my life. How would I do affiliate marketing then? So we'll start with gaming. Um, you know, immediately you might think, well, maybe I can be an affiliate for the games. Yeah, but people know what the games are. 
and they're just going to go buy the game. They don't need to click your link to do that. So then what? Well, if you're a gamer, you use some instruments, right? You have a gaming setup, probably a computer, um, potentially other gaming console. Uh, people that are really into gaming are also typically not using the regular off-the-shelf kind of stuff. Um, you know, if you're using a gaming system, you're maybe not using the standard Xbox controller, right? You're probably also, you may be using a cool headset. You may be using a, a special controller. Uh, if you're on a computer and you're, you've got a gaming setup on a computer, well, now we're getting to, into custom computer builds. We're getting into uh, water-cooled systems. We're getting into a custom mouse and keyboard. Uh, imagine if you're like, hey, you know what? I, I got into gaming, but I actually started getting like carpal tunnel in my wrist, um, started getting some pain, and I and I... So I tried out 20 different mice and I finally settled on one that I have no problems with and I can play all day long, right? And occasionally in a video, you might just do a video that's like, this is my setup. You want to see the behind the scenes? This is the video for you. Mm -hmm. And anybody that ever wants to see the behind the scenes will go click that video, watch it, and you've got affiliate links. It doesn't have to show up in every video. And maybe you have some product placements throughout. Maybe you do use some of that. Mm -hmm. um, along the way, but I do, but there are definitely like tools you're using. Mm -hmm. And so then let's think about more like a vlog channel. Let's say I have a clean with me kind of channel. Well, you're using all sorts of cleaning supplies. Which vacuum are you using? You know what, uh, vacuums in particular, like some of them really stink. They just don't work very <laughs> yeah, well. So and true. some <laughs> of them are really good and surprisingly so. Um, or and how so, would you say it with the vacuum? Some of them suck and some of them yeah, don't suck. Exactly. Why, why did I say stink? <laughs> that was the one situation where suck was the most appropriate term. Some of them really suck. It's the And inverted. some of them don't suck, which is you why they're so bad. You want the ones that really suck. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they suck too much and then they avoid your carpet warrant. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and they destroy things. But, but I mean, really, like if you're using the same vacuum all the time and it's actually one you like, you know, or let's say you start your channel, you're not making any money yet. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to upgrade vacuums. And so when you open the new one, you make a video. And in the video, you talk about that. You're like, finally, I got a vacuum that's going to work. Let's test it out. Uh -huh. You know, it's a clean with me channel. They, they're they there for to, to hang out with you. They're not going to care if you're cleaning or if you're unboxing and testing a new vacuum. Um, and then as you continue to use that vacuum over time, like now you've got that partner and verified approach. Um, both being used occasionally throughout. Um, I love that. And I think yeah. the thing here is like, it can be easy to get caught into the thinking of, well, I'm not doing product reviews. Right. Therefore, is affiliate for me. But with all these examples we've been outlining, I did even want to add on to what Ricky was saying about it, you can build traditions with your audience. This oh, works yeah. especially well. Entertainment and connections channels, especially connection channels. If you always have... That one, I'll use the computer mouse. You, you always have that one mouse. It's the the Razer. I don't remember what the model is called. Whatever uh -huh. the Razer Death Adder. I, I may be totally slaughtering <laughs> that. I don't know it. Sorry if there's any computer uh, geeks out there. <laughs> I'm getting this totally wrong. But let's say it's that, and you build a tradition around it. So uh -huh. while you're making a video, even if you're not showing your face, you say, "So what I did was I performed a perfect uh, flick of the wrist with my Razer such and such mouse," and yeah. then you put text on screen, link in the description, and you kind of make it funny. Yeah. You build that on an ongoing basis, and what you you'll you'll do is just another example is build that association with people's minds. And even yeah. if you're not being sponsored by that company yet, 
you can bet a good way to get on their radar is if you start associating traditions with your audience with a certain product or service and they start seeing, oh, this, this creator really likes our products. Yeah, we're going to sponsor a couple of their videos. Yeah, we'll, we'll bump them up to the top affiliate uh, commission yeah. rate. Like there's a lot of really good stuff you can do with that. That's, and that's actually um, a really good point because these affiliate programs, it's often not just like, oh, here's one rate across the board. If you're a high performing or so, you know, someone that they like, your the actual percentage you earn can go up as well. Which imagine that like you're a top performer, so you are getting more clicks, and you're earning more for each one. Like that's that's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've we've definitely done that to where we've been in the top tier on some uh, some affiliate products, and suddenly they they want you to convert really well, and so they're giving you a custom landing page. So when somebody clicks your link, it's like hey, you know, this is the landing page for your audience and they see your face there, your logo, whatever, your branding. And it's like, you know, this is the mouse I use, you know, <laughs> and it's what shows up there. It's, pr- I mean, Amazon's not really doing that, but a lot of, um, a lot of these other companies will do that kind of a thing. And so you can actually like have your endorsement right on the landing page where they buy the product and that actually converts a lot better. And so, um, really neat things you can do. And so, so sometimes you kind of have to do the goodwill first and endorse the product before um, it really earns you any money in some of these cases. So true. Very good points. Okay. I want to address another question here that I'm sure a lot of people have listening to this. How would you go about this is for you, Ricky, I guess for yeah, both of us, how sure. would you go about picking your first affiliate option? Like if you've never yeah. done affiliate on your channel, how would you go about picking the first one? I would start with um, with fit, and that's a broad thing to say because um, fit is not only like what products fit, but also what's the best approach that fits with the type of content my audience is used to. Mm-hmm. So if I'm a clean with me channel and all of a sudden I do a product roundup where I buy five vacuums, that might feel a little bit out of left field. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I do an unboxing of, I finally got the vacuum that I've been dreaming of for six months, you know, like that feels a little bit more organic uh-huh. um, for that, for what that audience is used to. And maybe you'll get them used to seeing products and eventually you could in a really fun way do a product comparison uh-huh. and it could just become something that's really fun and people don't feel pushed, but they build again. They're like, Hey, you know what? I just, I was watching a video the other day. And really, this is the best duster. So I'm getting rid of mine. I'm going to go buy the new one. You know, like uh-huh. that kind of thing. That's the, men- that's the mentality, right? Uh-huh. And so I, I would start with that. Like what fits the content type my audience is used to. So that's for an established channel. Uh-huh. Um, if it's a brand new channel, you get to pick that. Yeah. Um, and so I, I would start with fit. I you love know, Obviously products and, and style. And from there, then it's like, well, what programs can I get accepted for, or at least can I find an affiliate link for, I'd maybe start with that because I'd, I'd like to, I'd like to have my product mentions actually earn something. Yeah. We mentioned sometimes you kind of got to do the goodwill and then you'll get the sponsor later. Yeah. Um, and I think that works, but I, if it were me, like the very first one I did, I'd probably want it to be something that could, you know, turn into income immediately as you know, the video launches, people start watching it and, all of a sudden there's, you know, money growing in an account for me. Yeah. And I love what you're saying with that, Ricky, I would even add to the fit element. 
it's so fit for your audience and also um, not you, you never want it to feel like a sellout. Yeah. Right? This is, I think this is more of a culprit in sponsored videos, <laughs> but the same applies for affiliate stuff. Even if an affiliate, let's say they approach you and they have just a really sweet deal and it's just not quite fitting your audience or not uh -huh. quite there. Sometimes you can finagle it and kind of make it fit, but it's, it will be better to give them uh, what will help them the most right. uh, than something right. that will you think will make you the most. My grandpa often used this example. He was an expert salesman. I mean, he could, he, for a long time, I don't know if Ricky, if you knew this, but he sold grave plots. Oh, okay. That, that guy could sell anything. Awesome. <laughs> so, uh, and so he, I remember him telling me once, if you have one product, if you're selling two products and one product will make you a hundred dollar commission, another product will make you a thousand dollar commission. Which one do you want to sell? And me, I think he asked me this when I was like nine, I was like, well, the thousand dollar one, huh? He's like, no, you want to sell them the one that's best for them. You know, yeah. that's the best fit for them. Because even if it's the hundred dollar one, you'll establish so much more uh, goodwill with yep. the audience. And that's, it's the same thing with, with sponsorships. It's channel wide, all your monetization and I'll apply it here to affiliate marketing as mm -hmm. well. I'll, I'll also add to that. Like if you ever do start to feel like a sellout cause you're pushing a sale that you don't actually feel was a good fit for the person. Um, it, you could get jaded by this whole thing. I'll, I'll use a, a personal story as well. My wife once got a job um, when she was, she's, I don't know if she was even in college yet, high school, college as a telemarketer oh boy. selling AOL like CDs uh -huh. back then to get the internet, to get a browser, you had to buy the CDs, install <laughs> it on your computer. You didn't just like use the default browser to go download it. That's not how it worked, you know? And it was like a multi CD package. And so she's selling America online CDs. Uh-huh. And she got a call. She got, she was good at selling and she got this older guy who, uh, she convinced to buy AOL. He didn't even have a computer. Oh man. <laughs> and when she hung up the phone, she felt so bad. She's like, this is dumb. And she quit. Oh. And she like <laughs> wants nothing to do with sales. Oh man. Like, ever. She's like, this whole thing is just a big scam. And uh -huh. so and, and another brief story. These these are fun because I just <laughs> I get so I I don't know. I get so annoyed by the the fake this the sale when it's like totally not for uh -huh. me. I when you get a mortgage or buy a house or whatever, inevitably you'll get letters in the mail from a company wanting to sell you mortgage insurance. Uh -huh. Basically, like if you, the person who generates the income, dies it's an insurance policy that pays off the mortgage, uh -huh. right? It's like, okay, so it's life insurance for the mortgage, okay? But on the envelope, every time, inevitably it will say, immediate response required. Uh -huh. And then you open it up and it's official. It's got the, it has the name of the company that you got your loan through uh -huh. on there. Not that they're representing that they're from that company, just that you got your loan through this company. Here's your loan number. Here's the loan amount, etc. all of this information. And it'll say immediate response required for this, whatever. But it's not required. It's, mm -hmm. oh, if you want this policy, this offer's only good for this long. But they present it in a way that makes you think, oh, this is something I have to do. And all it is is you're filling out a form to request more information about an insurance policy. Uh -huh. I got one of those the other day. Uh-huh. 
So I immediately filled out and replied to the form, but I filled out the form with my note to them, (laughs) not with the information. (laughs) I was like, I'm just like, I don't know how you can sleep at night feeling ethical (laughs) about what you do for a living. This is ridiculous. Like, I don't know how this isn't completely illegal Uh because there are a lot of people who literally, they only request the information because you tricked them into thinking they had to. Yeah. Don't 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 be that person. Yeah, don't do don't, that. Don't be a mortgage insurance salesman. Don't do that. <laughs> you know, don't sell the internet to someone without a computer. Let's <laughs> let's sell people the product that is actually going to help them the most. You you do. You build legitimate rapport. And that rapport is worth way more than the $900 difference between the $1000 product and the $100 product. Also, Absolutely. if you try to sell someone who needs the $100 product, the $1000 product I think more often than not, you don't get to sell them either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or if you sell them, you regret it. Exactly. Yeah. You regret it. They, they, regret they, it. they regret it. They don't it. Yeah. like you. Yeah. And they won't buy another thing you recommend. They'll probably stop watching your channel. Yeah. It's just, it's better to just like be genuine. Be genuine. Really help people out. And actually, yeah. I'll add to this. As you are planning your channel and your strategy going forward, and now if you had not been considering affiliate marketing up to this point, yeah, you can include it in your plan now because there's really good possibilities for you. And hopefully we've whet your appetite to go uh, watch through that uh, course now. Um, but as you're planning out your channel vision, your goals and such, and you can include a section about affiliate marketing. If you decide, yeah, this is actually yeah. something I want to include in my channel. What kind of products do I think would be good fits for my audience and for me as the channel maker? Include that in your plan. And I think you're golden there. All right, Ricky, is there anything else you have to add? No. I, wrap this up? I mean, there's so much, but we just put it in the course. Yeah, we just put it in the course. <laughs> this is just the sneak peek for you all. So you got it. The course is officially live in Project 24. Go check it out and we'll see you next episode. Project 24 is a product of Income School LLC. Results mentioned are not typical. The trademark Project 24 refers to the goal of some people to create a successful business in 24 months, but is not a promise or guarantee of that success. Many online businesses fail because like any business, it requires hard work, skill, and dedication. Before making business decisions, consult financial and legal professionals licensed in your jurisdiction. So in short, the only person who can make your business successful is you. We are simply here to provide information to help you along the way.